Let's look at a creator like Gary Vaynerchuk. What are his different models? Okay, let's copy that. But they don't have context into why or how or any of that. They don't have a team. They don't have the resources. They don't have the brand. So it doesn't work. Um, I think people just pick too many things because anything, any of the things that I've listed and so many other things could work, but everything yeah. can't work. So just picking one thing, maybe two things, but probably just one thing, mastering it, scaling it, and then moving on to other things when you make that money and you make that revenue. Even if- I wanna cause no problems. Mm. I just wanna live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Nah. Me and my dons ain't mobsters, nah. but you know when you see imposters. <laughs> we know how to read them faces, same way you know how to read them comments. If you wanna talk, let's talk, but around here, make sure you walk and your talk is constant. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Death of Vanilla podcast, where we talk to creators and marketers. Um, specifically in this series, we're talking to creators about um, how they leverage you know, their creativity to do something different and unique that stands out in a world where there's just a ton of noise. There's a ton of content. And man, it sure makes it more and more difficult to stand out and get noticed. And so uh, today on the show, we've got Quentin. He's a uh, full-time creator. Um, he... Uh, you know, talks about creativity and business and how those things connect together. And so I'm excited to have him on the show. So Quentin, if you could introduce yourself a little bit, give people a little bit more detail um, and maybe talk a little bit about your story of, of how you got started as a creator. Yeah. Name is uh, Quentin Michael. Most people call me Q. Um, I was an entrepreneur for like four or five years, um, then moved over to working with like Team Greatness where I led the marketing. Now I'm back to being an entrepreneur, but I think from my lens, I'm more of a creator than, a, than an entrepreneur. Um, but I still do like some consulting, helping creators make money, uh, helping entrepreneurs that create to make more money, generate more opportunities for themselves. But the, my main focus now is just honestly creating art. Um, it's creating social experiments that help people see things a little bit differently, whether that's in mental health or grief or business or content creation, whatever it might be. Then also like business experiments where I'm like, hey, can I make $10,000 in 30 days? Or can I make 100,000 doing X, Y, and Z? Um, that's kind of what I'm up, up to now. Um, so hosting social experiments, business experiments, and then um, helping creators grow and make more money. In terms of how I um, got started, I think just really, I've always just been like an artist, a writer, a creator. Um, I was a singer-songwriter for a long time. Um, and then one day I was like, yo, I think I can be an entrepreneur. Like really before I even knew what that, what that word meant. Um, but I decided to launch like this virtual reality company because I was working in the tech space at the time for a virtual reality company. Uh, that went nowhere. Um, launched my first agency. And then a guy's like, hey, one of my good friends was like, hey, can I interview you? Because this company's like kind of cool. I love what you're doing. And I was had never really like created on camera outside of like singing behind my guitar. But like I was an introvert, dude. Like I hid behind my guitar, you know? Um, so I did that interview and it was the worst thing I ever did in my life. Like I stumbled with my words. At one point I was like, dude, can we just start all over? Uh, like it was really, really bad. I never published that. He never published that. I'm, like the worst thing I've ever created in my life. Um, but oh, after no. that, I committed to like shooting a video every day, like just talking to the camera. And that led to one thing, which led to the next thing. And then here I am. Dang, just like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love how you're talking about just like putting in the reps of just getting in front of the camera over and over again, because let's be honest, like I, I've yet to talk to anyone personally who was just like, yeah, just like I love being in front of camera. It's just like so easy for me. Like it's always a process and people think that this somehow like they're unique in their journey that 
they're the only one that like isn't great on camera isn't comfortable or like doesn't know what to say or is afraid to put themselves out there but that's like a common experience in fact i'd say it's a majority people's experience and so that's cool that someone who has made a career out of being on camera and creating feels the exact same way so i'm sure that's encouraging to most (laughs) yeah it was terrible i maybe one day i'll post that video you know (laughs) right hey it's documenting the journey right indeed so for those that don't know uh, talk about the 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 what is it the team of greatness or i forget like how exactly you described it but for for lewis house so talk a little bit about because this is post you becoming an artist and then now you're like moving a lot more into like building uh business uh content i'm assuming for lewis house so talk to us a little bit about what happened there yeah so after so i started a virtual reality company closed it within six six uh, months because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so not even really a company, just like a project. Um, then I launched an agency where I pivoted a bunch um, from like personal branding to social to uh, full stack, like everything. And then I launched what most people know me for, which was Urban Misadventures. That's like really the only successful company that I built. It's an agency we helped um, kind of like two pillars, like help people build their personal brands, work with a lot of cool people. Then on the other end, we hosted like experiences and events, which is like, again, what I'm doing now. Um, after I closed that down, just because a lot of things that happened in my life um, and I just didn't want to do it anymore, um, I kind of drifted, launched a creative podcast where I was just telling stories. Lewis House was one of my first guests. If you don't know who Lewis House is, one of the biggest podcasters in the world. He runs School of Greatness, um, also Greatness Media, which is the company behind that podcast. Um, from there, I built that relationship and then I went on to lead the marketing team there, where I was really focused on um, initially um everything but then later on just really focus on leading the product side building out systems building out processes um that's what i did it was a lot of fun learned a lot cool team amazing team i just found that i wanted to um just live more and work less um again great company great team great dude i love them i have the hat on right now (laughs) yeah just again i wanted to live more work less i moved to denver and learning how to snowboard and hiking all day. And that's what I'm up to. There you go. A little fresh air. Never hurt anyone. Exactly. Got to take some grass. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little curious, like, because and until we talked today, I did not know you were a part of his team. So that's exciting. I think that um, one thing that always intrigued me by Lewis is like how, like, at least from the outside, how like one sided his business was like he had his podcast and his book and that's like all he talked about or at least it appeared that's all he talked about and did for like years and it's fascinating to me because we live in a world where like we're always having to or at least we feel like we're always having to crank out something new right but like this dude is just plodding along with like the same book and the same podcast for years so is that like not at all what's happening behind the scenes or like how did like how did that work like what were you what were you marketing he had one book like you know what i mean like talk to us a little bit about like what was happening on behind the scenes there yeah i think that's a good lesson because i think as creators we we want people to see us in a certain light um and when someone doesn't like a video or someone doesn't like a podcast or whatever it might be we're like oh my god like this is whatever they only see me as x y and z there's a lot of things that go behind like 
all of the successful people that you that you see or meet. And I met a lot of them because, again, I work with Team Greatness um, and Lewis is friends with a lot of people and just the other work that I've done. I've just met a lot of successful people with Lewis. Like, yeah, you might just know him as a podcaster or maybe you just know him as a speaker or maybe you just know him as the author of School of Greatness and you didn't know that he had a second book, Mask of Masculinity. You know, like there's a lot of things that people do. But no one's ever going to know everything that you do. No one's going to have full context unless they're on the team. So with Team Greatness, like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. There's the sponsorship with um, with the podcast. There's the products that they have. There's the speaking. There's the multiple books. There's a lot of things there. Um, but I, no one's really going to have full context into what you do as a creator. At least not everyone's going to have full. Actually, yeah, no one's going to have full context, you know. Um, but just doing what you do, you know. Like I think what he did really well is focus on one thing, which after he did other things, which was the podcast, you know, which later became one of the greatest podcasts, biggest podcasts in the world. For sure. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's just a, it's a cool concept for people to wrestle with, with, which is this idea that like, you don't have to like always have a new thing or another book or another, whatever, like just like get, take what you have and make it amazing and don't be afraid to do that for a while like and i feel like people are always pivoting too fast um because we just live in a fast-paced world and it's just like kind of yeah. inbred in our dna to like constantly be just like switching it up and, and like he's an example of that you don't have to like certainly be adventurous and, and diversify your business but you don't have to be like doing a whole new thing all the time yeah exactly so um you so you moved on and uh from there tell us what happened next so you moved on from school of greatness obviously so actually you know what i'd love to hear is about these experiences and these experiments that you do i think that's kind of fascinating and intriguing right so like what did your experiences that you did before look like how are they different now because you said you're doing that sort of again right like some of yeah. these experiments and uh, experiences so talk to us a little bit about that yeah, in 2019, um, with the Misfits, we were just sitting around a, a table and we're like, yo, what if we did this thing where we just got a bunch of people that didn't really know each other and we just asked them a question, had them talk about like mental health and like maybe what they're struggling with. Uh, ended up doing that, put it together really quickly. Um, essentially, we chose 30 people mostly strangers, but some acquaintances. Um, we shot them a text with time, location after they said, yeah, I'd love to be a part of this thing, but they had no idea what they were getting into. They show up, they get a number on their hand, um, zero to 30. I was number zero. Um, they're not allowed to get into this area yet that we had, but we had a stage, soapbox, mics, cameras, lights, like all this stuff, um, a random person on a guitar and piano. Um, and then they walk in and then eventually I walk up on stage and I'm like, yo, like, welcome to our experiment. Here's what's going to happen. You all got a number on your hand, zero to 30. I'm number zero. And that signifies the order you're going to come up on stage. And the prompt is, um, what are you struggling with or what have you struggled with? And I told them like, they don't have to go up. And I like explain the rules like, hey, like you got three minutes to talk. When you hear someone push a piano key or play a guitar, that means your time's coming up and you got like, just finish your thought. Um, then I just start talking. And I opened up about something that I was struggling with. Then the next person came up. Then the next person, we expected like 10 people, but like every single person in that room went up Dang. and we went like way over time. And it was like so beautiful and so powerful because people talked about like death in the family to like racism to like discriminate, like all these different things. And it was just so, so beautiful. That was like one of the most beautiful nights of my life. And then like 
a few months later, like COVID happened, you know? So like we weren't able to do the things that we wanted to do. Um, yeah. And that was like my passion project within the company and something I was excited about. When we closed that down, I was like, damn, I really want to do this. But like, again, COVID, like the world, like it just didn't make sense. So now like I quit my job and I've decided like, yeah, I'm doing other things too, where I need to make money. I don't care if I make money with this. It doesn't matter at all, but I want to focus on this for at least a year because it's what I'm called to do. So um, I was accepted into LinkedIn Creator Accelerator Program. Um, and I used that to like really like fuel this and start this thing. So I was exploring things like creator economy, grief, mental health um, with that program. I think now I'm probably just going to move and do more mental health and grief and things like that. Um, not necessarily the content side. Maybe I'll do it. We'll see. Um, but just experiments, man. Um, I can't really do large scale because again, COVID, but sure. random things like taking two strangers and seeing what happens, you know, or like going on a hike with um, X, Y, and Z, like just random social experiments. That's what I'm up to. No, that's cool. I think, you know, um, I remember something um, Gary Vaynerchuk said a while ago is just like one of the big secrets in entrepreneurship is like um, how much mental health is a struggle for those people. And it's like, it makes sense. Like, um, you know, I always say that like most people go their whole lives, like trying to fit in and not be noticed and like kind of blend into the crowd. And when you become an entrepreneur, like the people that really, you know, at least it, it appears that the people who are doing the best are like the opposite of all of those things where like they're talking about their story and their past and they're putting themselves out there and they're, you know, trying to do things to get noticed. And it's like the opposite of everything you practice growing up um, since the time you were a small child. And, um, and then of course there's all the critique that goes into that and the, the pushback and stuff like that. And it's, it's difficult and it's something that people don't talk about a lot. So that's really cool that you're able to have an impact in that space, even if it's not just specifically in the entrepreneur space, but mental health is a, is a growing concern <laughs> yeah, for a lot indeed. of people and, um, finding a healthy way to deal with that is really cool. So that's, that's going to be some really impactful work. And I'm, I'm very excited for that for you. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, so in that vein, um, you know, I, I mentioned to you um, before we hopped on, or be, you know, before we hit record at least, that um, you know, you had you released a video, right, where you had you'd interviewed four different people and asked them about like making money as a creator and stuff like that. And you had some really interesting things happen with that. So I'd love for you to start at the beginning of like, what made you think about making that story? Um, how did that all end up happening? And what was kind of like the result of that experiment, if you will, that content, that vision that you pushed out there, like walk us through that whole process. Yeah, I, um, so I took four creators from my text community, which is how I choose people for my social experiments. Um, and each of them like makes money and one creates something different, but makes money in a different way. And basically just interviewed them. This one wasn't even really a social experiment. I just asked them a bunch of questions separately to see what their answers were. Things like how hard is it, is it to be a creator? Do you monetize? How do you monetize? How hard is it to monetize? What's the negative and positive sides of social things like that? Um, it was a cool video, um, a lot of cool insight, and it was really cool to see how different people monetize. Um, the area that I got pushed back was actually a different video, but I kind of tied them together. Um, mm. I did a business experiment where I was like, hey, I've never, and I'm still doing it, um, never done products for myself. So 
um, I want to see if I can make $10,000 on this product, on my first product, so that you can do it too. And then I explained how I don't really like courses. I think most of them are like bad. I don't like the industry. Um, but here's how I approached it, and I want to make this really, really good. And I explained like these are the steps that I took. This is what I did. This is how much money I make. These are the conversion rates. These are exact things that you need to think about if you're not in the position that I'm in. Um, just an experiment, just not social, yeah. but business. And the pushback that I got was, um, I can't believe you're selling out and you're you're selling courses um, you're not actually educated um, you shouldn't be doing this um, people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony Robbins who didn't even go to school and Gary was a terrible student and even your previous boss blah blah they know how to research things and one I've been in that world so I know that all of those people have people behind that actually do the research for them oh yeah um, but it was just like it's sad to see that people were disappointed in me without having full context or not watching the full video or honestly even like giving unsolicited advice about how to monetize creators. There was one person that said like, I know you're so wrong. There's so many creators that, that make so much money. It's actually not that hard, but that's complete bullshit. Like there's for every creator that makes money and for every creator that monetizes probably hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands of creators that don't make anything, let alone oh, yeah. enough to like pay the bills or like take care of their family. And especially like, um, creators of color, you know, like things like that. I've talked to them. I've been there. I've been behind a lot of these people, you know, like it's hard. Um, so where I tied it back in was just like, yeah, I've interviewed these creators. Everyone makes money in a different way. Um, instead of knocking someone for how they do it, like, like just support them, you know? And if you don't like it, like back out, like, again, the only reason I did that experiment is because I know so many creators struggle making money i want right. to see if i can make ten thousand. so take this blueprint it's not the right blueprint it's not the perfect one it's just me running an experiment take it make it better like see if i'm wrong like whatever it's an experiment just like science you know um test my hypothesis repeat my results <laughs> well, yeah well I, I love the transparency and being able to share all those numbers with people i think that's very vulnerable of you um and uh, and and bold to do for that very reason is that people often give unsolicited <laughs> advice and it's like, this is just intended to help people. Like if you don't like it, that's totally fine, but you don't have to consume it. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so kudos to you for the vulnerability that you, you shared in doing that. Um, why do you think it's, could you share some of the, the insights that you had? Like what, what is it that is so hard about, a creator making money because obviously like we're talking about this in the, in the context of like creators involved in marketing and growing businesses and stuff like that so i think this is pretty important that like what is it that makes that so difficult yeah i think the hardest part hands down from what i've seen and from personal experience is that you could do courses you could offer service you could do sponsorships you could do brand deals you could do 360 sponsorships you could do um a tripwire funnel that leads into X, Y. There's so many different options and so many different paths that you could go. It's just like so, so overwhelming. And sometimes it's like, let's look at a creator like Gary Vaynerchuk. What are his different models? Okay, let's copy that. But they don't have context into why or how or any of that. They don't have a team. They don't have the resources. They don't have the brand. So it doesn't work. Um, I think people just pick too many things because anything, any of the things that I've listed and so many other things could work. 
but everything yeah. can't work. So just picking one thing, maybe two things, but probably just one thing, mastering it, scaling it, and then moving on to other things when you make that money and you make that revenue. Even a creator like me, like I go back and forth. Like I know I could grow an agency again. I'm good at it. I've done it, but I don't want to do it. Should I build a business that becomes a vehicle or should I just focus on me and make me the business? There's so many different options that I could go. There's so many different things that I could do. Um, and I knew if, and I know if I just focus on like, let's just do this one thing, I'll grow fast. But again, there's so many different options um, and I'm doing that, but I always toe the line. Like, yo, I really want to, should I just do this and just make this amount? Just like, it's, it's hard. Um, I'd say that's one. And then two, um, it's so new, you know, like the creator economy, like, like, what do, what do we do? Like what, like whose example, you know, like there's, it's just so new. Um, and three, I think, it's just a toxic industry um, in terms of like talent. Like we just burn people out, spit them out. Like that's just across the board in the industry. Like it's a lot of young people that come in um, and like with courses and things like that and self-development, there's a lot of people taking advantage of people, you know? So it's just, it's hard. It's hard to do it right. Um, and as creators, I think we lean more on the creative side versus the systems and processes side. And we need that as creators. But I'd say the main thing is just too many different options. Yeah, I think that like when you look at society, what you see is like this upward trend in anxiety. Um, and I'm sure there are a million uh, reasons as to why. Um, but one of one of the ones I think is is what you mentioned, which is point one, which is that like there's just so many options that like how does one even begin to choose? Um, it's so overwhelming. And, and I'd, I'd venture to say, and I'd love to hear your take on it. We actually got to wrap up here, but um, it's an emotional process, right? Like I'll even talk to people about their personal brain. It's like, okay, well, what's the one thing that you want to like talk about? And they're like, I don't know. And it's because mo people are multifaceted. Like you are more than just a videographer. You're more than just an experimenter. You're a human being. There's like a million things about you that makes you, you. And then how do you choose just one or two? It's crazy. Like it. So like, how do you work through some of those emotions? Yeah, it is hard, you know, and I, I think that's one negative of social. Like we're, we treat ourselves like we're a business, like we're a niche, but we're not, we're human beings. Like I love esports. You don't ever hear me talk about esports. I love video games, bro. Like I, that's probably the thing I do most. Like I love writing. I love music. I love like photos. I love art, but I only talk about like a certain, um, certain cluster of topics, you know, and most of it is in the experiment realm whether it's right. business or social or whatever, like I'm always on an experiment. It took me a while to come to that. Um, I think the biggest thing as a creator, if your main focus is like monetization and opportunities and growth, you can go the, the broad route. Like it's, it's doable, but it's a lot harder. Um, just understanding that who I am seen as, like we were talking about initially, might not always be aligned with who I am. You might mm -hmm. just see me as a videographer. I don't even consider myself a videographer. Like I don't even do any of that anymore. And that's okay if you see me as that. How I view myself, that's what matters. And I can always grow into something else. Lewis Howes started as a football player. Then he went on to be like this marketer. You know, he hosted these events. He sold that company. Now he's a podcast. Then he was a podcaster. Now he's so much more, you know, just being yeah. okay with evolving. And however people view you, that's how they view you. And that's okay. Um, but it's a lot easier to grow from one point to two versus let's try to do all these things, you know? Absolutely. We all get, we only got so many hours a day. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, well, I would love for people to be able to like reach out to you or at least follow what you're doing and some of these experiments and stuff that you do. And, um, what is the best platform for people to connect with you on? 
Yeah, YouTube is now my number one platform. I'm so excited about it. It nice. it is it makes me cry because <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, but Quentin Michael. Um, there's probably two channels that'll pop up Quentin Michael shorts and Quentin Michael, um, just a Quentin Michael. And that's my main one. Um, yeah. subscribe there, hit me up there. Otherwise LinkedIn, um, or just TikTok IG Quentin M Alums. On you said you platform. have a text community though, right? Yep. Text community. I am blanking on what, the, <laughs> what the number is. Uh, but if you text me at 414-240-6062 and just let me know where you're from, and then I can pick um, people from there to participate in my social experiments. Right on. Awesome, man. appreciate you sharing that. Appreciate it. Well, you. thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, you know, for the different people who are on here, whether you're a marketer inside of a company or whatever else, you can, you know, sit back and, and process some of these things, which is to, to treat your creatives like people, um, to realize that everything that we're doing is, is an emotional process, to be able to like give it time to mature and get focused um and just uh realize that people are going to critique what you do but you gotta you know understand who you are what you're about and not let that sway you and uh just not be afraid to try new things and experiment and and um try to move the needle forward in in unexpected ways like what you were doing with your uh your social experiments it's really cool so thank you so much for sharing thank you for being on the show and thank you guys for watching I wanna cause no problems I just wanna live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Me and my dons ain't mobsters, but you know when you see imposters. We know how to read them faces, same way you know how to read them comments. If you wanna talk, let's talk, but around here, make sure you walk and you talk, it's constant.